List either Dafyami, Mesechta Review, Mesechta Babakama, tape number five. For subscription information, write us at Dafyomi Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952, or call 1-888-DAFYOMI. This tape is dedicated in memory of Chana Basar Yosef HaKayin Philipson, Zuchreni Levracha. Our Magachir is Rabbi Yossi Heber. Masechta Baba Kama, in the middle of the seventh parak, parak Maruba, with the Gemara on Dafayin Gimel. Before we begin the Gemara, let's review briefly the Mishnah that we had on Dafayin Beis. The Mishnah had said that if a person stole something and then he slaughtered it, and there were two Adim that saw everything, but then we found out that these Adim were Adim Zaymamin, because other Adim had come along and said, Imanu Hayisa, therefore these Adim are Puzzle. Then we say that these Adam must pay Ka'asher Zamam Lasayis Li'achiv, which is therefore a Dalad Vehe. Reason Dalad Vehe, because we know if a person steals a Seh or a Shar, and he then slaughters or he sells them, he has to pay a Knas of Dalad Vehe. But the Mishnah says, if we had two different pair of Adam, two different pairs, one that saw the Geneva and one that saw the Shechita, and they were found to be Zamamin, the first pay Kefal, and the second pay the remaining of the He, which is now Gimel. If only the second pair are Zaymimim, the Ganev pays Kefal, since the Edim saw the Geneva, and the second pair pays Gimel. If one of the Edim of the second pair is Zaymim, the entire Edis is Batal, since we say Edis Shabatl Miktsasa, Batla Kula. If, however, one of the first pair becomes Zaymim, all Edis of all pairs become Batal, since we say Im ein Geneva, ein Tficha, vi ein Mechira. Even if there was a Tficha and a Mechira, it doesn't really matter, because the Geneva itself. It's as if there's no edus that any Geneva ever took place. Therefore, how could you possibly have a Tvicha or a Mechira if you didn't have a Geneva? Now let's begin with the Gemara from the two dots on Dafayin Gimel, Amad Alf. Rabbi Yassi here holds that if the edus of the Geneva is given, and within a quick period of Teich Kedei Dibor, the edus of Tvicha is given, we consider the entire edus as if it was said Bevasachas. In other words, we say Teich Kedei Dibor is Kedibor Dami. So once the edus of the Shechita is Batal, so too the edus of the Geneva is also Batal. The Rabbanan hold, they argue, and they say, Teich Dibor is Lav Kedibor Dami. But we also learned, Harezu Tmuras Ayla, Harezu Tmuras Shlamim. If one has an Ayla and a Shlamim, and he says on a third animal that this third animal should be a Tmura for an Ayla, i.e. the Kedusha of the Ayla should go on this animal, that's what a Tmura is. And he also says the Kedusha of the Shlamim should go on this animal. But since the animal can only have one tamura, which is it? Is it an ayla or is it a shlamim? Rameir says, Harezu tamuras ayla. We say twice lashen rishon, since that's what he said first. It becomes a tamuras ayla. Rabbi Yassi said, Both kedushas go on the animal. But if he says ayla and then he changed his mind very quickly in a period of teichedei dibor, then we say it's considered an ayla. The Gemara says the shear of teichedei dibor is a period of time long enough for a person to say to his rabbi, Shalim alecha rabbi umari. Most people say this is the shear, except Rabbi Yaisi, who says the period of Teich Dibor is even shorter than that. And to change one's mind, it must be said within the time it takes for a Rebbe to greet his Talmud, which is just Shalem Alecha. A Rebbe just says Shalem Alecha. A Talmud, however, says Shalem Alecha Rabbi Umari, which is longer. So Rabbi Yaisi is actually Machmer. The rule is, upon completing a transaction or giving edus, one is allowed a certain span of a few seconds in which he can change his mind. This period, as we say here, is Teich Kedei Dibur, which the Gemara explains is the amount of time it takes for a Talmud to greet his teacher. 
Rabbeinu Tam here in Taisva says that the concept of retracting Teichkadei Dibur is not Minatayra, rather is only Mirabanan. He learns this from the Gemara in Nazir, Tafchafa Midbeis, that the Rabbanan enacted to allow a retraction during the time span of Teichkadei Dibur so as to enable one in the midst of a business transaction to return a greeting to his teacher or a friend without forfeiting his right to reverse this particular transaction. So it was really a practical matter that they created this year of Taika de Dibur. So if someone is in the middle of a business deal and then he sees his friend and he wants to say hello, he won't mess up the whole business deal. Gemara says of Adim who testified that someone killed and then there was Hakhasha, meaning two other Adim contradicted them. Then, since other Adim came and said the first pair were Adim Zaymin, Hukhashu Ulubisaif Huzmu, as it's called, Rava says, we kill them since the Hakhasha is simply the first phase of Hazama, and then the Hazama creates the din of Kasha Zama. Abaya argues on this. If Adim testify that an owner knocked out the eye of an Evid, and then he knocked out the tooth, since he knocked out the eye, the Evid gets to go free. And now, since he knocked out the tooth, the owner pays for the tooth. He's Chayev for both separately. That's why he must do something for both things. Rebbe Lazar says, Adim that testified someone is Chayav Misa, and they were contradicted, i.e. Hakhasha, they get Malkus, due to the din of Loisana. I, why should they get Malkus? It's Trey Trey, two Adim versus two Adim. Why should we believe the second Adim, believe the first Adim? My answer is, since the guy who they said was killed showed up to court, so it became obvious that pair number one were obviously lying. The Mishnah. If Geneva was seen by two Adim, but the Tzvicha was seen by only an Eid Echad, or there was a confession from the Ganev himself, so he must pay kefal, but not dalad vehe, since eid echot is not good edus, and therefore, since he's maida beknas, he's potter. If he was ganav v'tovach b'shabbos, where you really get misa for doing a malacha on shabbos, there is no din of dalad vehe, since we say komle b'dirapimine. Once he's chayav misa, he's not chayav for the tashlumen, or for knas for that matter. Gemara. There was a maise b'rabban gamliel, who was happy when he knocked out the eye of tevi, his evad. Because normally we know that one isn't allowed to let an Evid Kanani go free. But since he knocked out his eye, therefore he had to let him go free. And Rabbi Gamliel was very happy because of this cheres that was happening. If one is Maida Biknas and then Adam came, Rav says he's Pater, but Shmuel says he's Chayef. If two said that the person, a particular person, stole something, and a separate two pair of Adam said he shechted, and the Ede Geneva were found to be Zemimin, so automatically the Ede Shechita are Batal. Since Edus Shabbatla Miktsasa, Batla Kula. If the second pair were found to be Zemimin, and the first pair of Edim, their Edus stays intact, therefore he's Chayev Kefel. But Dalad Vehe, he would be Pater. Subcha says, the Zemimin pays Kefel, the Ganev pays three times. There is a Shaila if Edus Sheiyata Yochala Hazima is considered a good testimony, i.e., testimony that can never turn into Zemimin. We Paskin that it's not considered good Edus. If the Ganev was Makdish the animal after he stole it, and after this he shechted it, there's no din of Dalad Vehe, since he didn't shecht what belonged to the owner. But rather, since there was Yish and Shinarishus, it belonged to Hektish. Aye, but let's say, since he said it to Hektish at that moment, he should be Chayev, since he sold it. What's the difference between if he sold it to Hedyet or he sold it to Hektish? He sold it. My answer is this is like Rip Shimon, who holds that this is Kachim, that if they were stolen, he would have to replace it. Therefore, it's like in his Rishus, not Hektish's Rishus. This is called Kachim Shachayev Bach Ryusa.
The rule is that if Ruvain stole, and Shimon stole from Ruvain, Shimon doesn't pay Dalad Vehe, since Ein Hagainav Achar Haganav Chayev. Since the Pasuk says, Begunav Mi Beis Haish, which is in Shmais Chav Beis. Only if he stole from Ish, not from anyone else. According to Reb Shimon, if someone was Makdish something, it's as if he sold it to Shemayim. So it has a din of Mechira, which explains why you'll be Chayev in Dalad Vehe. Not because you shechted it, but because you sold it. Kachim, which are chayev and achrayis, meaning that if it's lost or stolen, you must pay, it's still called the gunav mibesa ish. But if he's not chayev b'achrayis, the ganav is pater. The question here in the Gemara is where the shechita took place bifnim in the Azara, but the blood spilled, or potentially it was bachutz, and therefore it's puzzle because it's a shechita she'en ruuya. Reb Shimon holds, kolo aimed lizraik kizarek dami. If it's just about ready, to have zrika, it's considered as if the zrika was already done. Reb Shimon also holds that something which is asr bahana does not have a din of eichel, and therefore cannot be mekabal tuma. We know that something which touches a dead body or a dead sharetz becomes tummy. If adam v'kelem touch this, they become tummy. If food or drink touch something dead, they become a rishon letuma. If in turn these things touch something else, the new thing becomes a sheni letuma. The rule is, however, that only a bona fide food or drink can be makabal tuma. If the item doesn't have a shemaychel, it does not have a shemaychel, like in the case here in our Gemara, it isn't makabal tuma at all because it doesn't have a shemaychel. By the way, although tuma can be passed from one item to the next, the rules of rishon, shenil tuma, etc., there are limitations to the extent to which tuma can be passed. For example, adam vikalim can only go as far as a rishon tuma. Chulin, can only go as far as a sheni latuma, truma can only go as far as a shlishi latuma, when it becomes pasal, and kachim can only go as far as a revi latuma. But for example, eichel can only go as far as a sheni latuma. It can't go as far as a shlishi or a revi. Reb Shimon here now adds that if something has a shem eichel, so therefore it can be makabel tuma, but right now it loses this status for one reason or another, it can still become tame until it becomes spoiled completely. Then it does lose its ability to become tame. But until that time, even after it becomes usher to eat, it can still be makabal tuma. This means that if at any time it was mutter to eat, i.e. it had a shas hakaisher, then it can be makabal tuma for the period of time until it becomes spoiled. If it never has a shas hakaisher, then it cannot be makabal tuma. What about nicer? We know that a carbon is supposed to be eaten by morning. If anything is left over after alaysa shachar, it becomes usher ba'achila. This man is called Lun. At this point, after it was left over a whole night, it's called Lun. Zrikas Hadam becomes Nifsal, or becomes nicer after the Shkia Sachama, on the evening preceding the Achila period of the carbon. Now, if, for example, it's 3 p.m. on an afternoon, and you made the Shkita, and it's time now for the Zrika, so even if the Shkia passes, although it's now Usr to make the Zrika anymore, because now it's Lun, but since it had a shasa kaisher from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., if the zrika would have been made, it would have been mutar ba'achila. We say, So it's like the zrika was made, according to Rip Shimon. And it would be called an eichel, and therefore it could be makabel tuma. Dafayin zayin. And para aduma can also have a din of eichel, and can be makabel tuma, even if it's not an achila now, since it once had a shasa kaisher. When it was, right to eat. For example, Rip Shimon says, even if it was shechted, you can still redeem it if you have a different para aduma, which is better. So we see, If it's standing and it's ready and it could potentially be redeemed, then it's considered like it was already redeemed. 
as long as it's right for a pidyon to take place, it's now called an eichel, and therefore it can be makabel tuma. The rule is that anything that can be sold, if you shechted it, you're chayav dalad and vice versa. If a ganif steals and sells an animal, which is treif, he's putter and dalad vehe. Since it's a shechita she'en ruya, he can't eat it because it's treif. The question now is, let's say he sells the treif animal. Rabbi Echanan says he's chayav and dalad vehe. Rish says he's putter. The Gemara asks, what if he shechts an animal, which is kalayim? Is he chayav dalad vehe or not? The Gemara answers, if the father is a sus and the mother is a para, the child would be usher, so he would be putter from dalad vehe. If a person was makabel to bring a carbon oila and he set aside a shore and the ganav stole it, can he return a lamb or a bird? This is similar to if a person was makabel to bring an oila. So what must he bring? According to the Tanakami, he must bring a keves. According to Rebeleza ben Azariah, he must bring a tor or benayayna. Mishnah. If the ganav stole and sold 99% of the item, but he kept 1%, or before he sold it, he already owned a small piece of it already. Then he's putter from Dalad Vehe, since this is not considered a full sale. If he did a shechita that became a nevela, or he didn't do a full shechita, he's also putter from Dalad Vehe. And the Gemara says, even if just the skins are left over, he's still putter from Dalad Vehe. Rebbe says, you're only putter if you leave over something which is ma'akev, the shechita. If the ganav leaves over some work in the animal, in other words, the ability for the animal to do some work, or a baby, he leaves over when he sells it. If you hold uber yarach imai, the uber, the child, is considered part of the mother, then he's putter from dalad vehe, since he left over something which is part of the mother. But if you hold uber lav yarach imai, it would be a shayla. And we say, the Gemara says, that particular case is taiku. Tafayantes. Even though normally we say, ein shliach but for geneva and tvicha umachira, we say, yeshliach lidvaravera. The Mishnah. If a man stole from the Rishus Habailim, but shechted or sold the item in a Rishus Harabim, there is a din of Dalad Vehe, since he was kainit. But if all was done in the Rishus of the Bailim, he's putter from Dalad Vehe, since the Ganev never really made a Kenyan. It all happened in the Rishus of the Bailim. Gemara. Amemar asked, Is there a din of Meshicha by Hashem Echinam or not? Gemara answers, Just like Meshicha works by Lekuchais and Kesef is not enough, the same is true for Hashem Echinam. And just like karka is niknis, only via kesef, shtar, or chazaka, so too, schiras, rental, is niknis via these methods. They asked Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai, why was the Torah more machmer with a ganif? A ganif steals at night, quietly, and he could potentially have a chiyav of kefal or dalad vehe, versus a gazlan who steals openly, who has no halacha of kefal or dalad vehe. The Gemara answer, since the gazlan puts the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on the same level, at least, as other people, the honor of other people. In other words, he steals in the open, so everybody is equal. He's not a, he doesn't do anything quietly. Therefore, we're more makel by him. A ganav is afraid of people, but he isn't afraid of a Baruch That's why he steals at night. So with him, we're more machmer. And therefore, he could potentially have a chiv kefal or dalad vehe. The difference between the dalad and the he, why by a seh does one pay dalad, but by a shor, one pays he, one pays five times the amount. That's because by a shor, he doesn't have to embarrass himself. The shore walks away by himself. He steals the shore. The shore walks by himself. Masha'enkein a seh. He has to schlep the seh. Therefore, this is very, very embarrassing. So the Torah was more makel, and therefore he only pays four times the amount. Mishnah. It's forbidden to raise a behema daka in Eretz Yisrael. A behema daka is sheep or other animals that will consume the vegetation of the land. 
Therefore, they could potentially steal from people's property because they'll eat from other people's property. For Eretz Yisrael, we're more interested in Yishuv Haaretz. But Surya, which isn't Eretz Yisrael, because we say Kivush Yachid Leishmei Kivush, i.e. David Amalek conquered it, or in the deserts which are uninhabited, these can be used to raise a Bahamadaka. Chickens cannot be raised in Yerushalayim because we bring Karbanas, and since chickens play with garbage, we're afraid they'll dig out Shratzim and be Metama the Kachim. And in all of Eretz Yisrael, Kohanim cannot raise chicken because we're afraid the chickens will be Metama the Truma that they eat. The Gemara says it's forbidden to raise Chazerim, pigs, anywhere, in Eretz Yisrael or outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's also forbidden to raise dogs because they can bark and can cause a miscarriage, unless, of course, they're tied up in chains, that it is okay to have them. But the Gemara says, however, large animals are okay to raise. Oxen, donkeys, since we say, So dakas, behemoth dakas, you can bring from chutzlaretz. That's why there's a gzera. Agasa, which is very hard to import, there is no gzera. There was a maisa with a chassid that had heart pain. And a doctor said his only refuah is if he sucks warm milk from morning to morning. And he did this. When friends came to visit, they found a goat tied to his bed and thought he was a ganav. And then he admitted that his only chait in his life was that of stealing an ace. Rabbi Shmuel said his father's house was from Golil Elyon, and they were destroyed because they grazed behema daka in forests. And sometimes these behemas ate from other people's property. The Gemara says Rav Shmuel and Rav Asi were attending a Shvua Habein celebration. Others say they were attending a Yeshua Habein. Rashi says that Shavua Habein is a Sudas Bris, and a Yeshua Habein is a Suuda given in honor of a Pidyan Haben. Taisvis, however, says that a Yeshua Habein refers to a celebration given in honor and in gratitude of the birth of a child. The Trumas Hadeshen in Shulchan Arach, Simen, Reish, Samach Tes, cites this as the source, as the Makar for the Minhag to celebrate Shalom Zachar on the Shabbos after the birth of a child, boy. He explains that in essence, the Shalom Zachar should be celebrated immediately after the child is born, but the minig is to wait until Shabbos for practical reasons, so that people are more likely to be home on Shabbos, and therefore they could attend the Shalom Zachar. If a ger received dogs or chazerim as an inheritance, he's not mechuyev to sell all of them at once, but he can sell them gradually, otherwise it would be considered a hefzim rubah if he had to sell them all at once. Even though it's usher to raise big dogs, but small dogs, cats, or monkeys are okay, because they keep mice out of the house, therefore they actually have a myla to raising them. If there is a rampant disease of boils, the tzibur can get together, even on Shabbos, to be mispal for rachamim. Also, if a person buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, the contract can be written even on Shabbos, even though it's also to write on Shabbos, but this contract can be written on Shabbos because of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. However, only a guy can do it, a Jew cannot do it, because ksiva on Shabbos is usher midaraisa. If someone has a rapid change of fortune for the bad, it's hard to get the good mazel back. Yehoshua made ten rules related to Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, including letting people relieving themselves against the wall and using your friend's field as a shortcut in the summer. Another takana is the halacha in Eretz Yisrael that meis mitzvah kana mekayme. Kuntras al-Adaf says that this means if someone chances upon an abandoned corpse, i.e. there aren't any known relatives attending its burial needs, he should bury the corpse on the site upon which it was discovered, and the owner of the field has no right to object. Kuntras al-Adaf also brings a list of some of the limitations regarding this halacha. 
The Gemara says that when the corpse is found on the roadway, it should be removed to a nearby field and should not be buried on the road, mamish, since that will cause people to unwittingly step over the grave and contract tuma. The Rambam maintains that the dictum of meis mitzvah kanam is only relevant to a corpse found outside the city limits. However, a corpse found within the city limits should be taken to a cemetery for burial rather than burying it on the site where it was discovered. The Kineret, the Gemara says, was located in the area of Naphtali, and in fact, every Shevet has a chelek in a good area of mountain or valley. If a mace is found in a Rishus Harabim, we move him to the right or to the left of the road to bury him, because otherwise someone who is Tahar may step over this mace and become Tameh, as we mentioned before. Tafpebez. Ezra established ten takanas. Number one, we lane from the Taira on Shabbos at Mincha. Number two, we lane from the Taira on Monday and Thursdays in the morning. Number three, the Bezdin should be available on Monday and Thursdays to listen to cases. Number four, we wash clothing on Thursday, L'chvayid HaShabbos. The rush, by the way, says that Thursday was designated rather than Arab Shabbos Friday because people are very busy on Friday and there's no time for doing laundry on Friday because people are busy preparing for Shabbos. Number five, we eat garlic on Arab Shabbos. Number six, a woman should bake early in the day. Number seven, a woman should wear undergarments because of tzniyas. Number eight, before she goes to the mikveh, she should wash and comb her hair so there would be no chatzitza. Number nine, men who sell spices should be allowed to circulate in the cities. And number ten, a balkeri should do tefillah. The Gemara says the reason we lane on Shabbos at Mincha is mishum yeshve kranais, since people who work all day, at least Shabbos, they'll have a chance to hear from the Torah Shabbos in the afternoon when they're not working. Who said Ezra was Masake and laning on Monday and Thursday? The Gemara asks. It was an earlier Takana. And we learn it directly from the passing of the Torah. Vayelchu shleishes yamim matsumayim. And since we know ain mayim el the Nevi'im made a Takana never to have more than three days without Kriya Satira. So it wasn't Ezra. It actually happened at the time of the Nevi'im. Our answer is that Takana's Hanavim was to lane three psukim on Monday and Thursday. Ezra was Masake and ten psukim for at least three people. A Kayan, a Levi, and a Yisrael. The reason 10 psukim is the minimum is because 10 is equal to minion, which is the number of men needed in order to daven tefillah b'tzibor. We should point out that although the minimum number of psukim is 10 on Monday and Thursday, or on a weekday, on Purim we actually only lane 9 psukim from the Torah. The Gemara says the Bezdin met on Monday and Thursday since people came to the market on those days anyway. The reason the Takana exists to eat garlic on Arab Shabbos is to encourage the mitzvah of Aina, having relations. And garlic is marbe the zera. Garlic also has many other benefits as well. The Gemara says ten halachas were said about Yerushalayim. Number one, if someone sells a house, the din of having a year to redeem it, which normally applies, does not apply in Yerushalayim. Number two, there is no din of egla arufa in Yerushalayim. If a mace, we know, is found close to a city, we do the mitzvah of egla arufa, we bring a, an egla and so on and so forth, but we don't do it if the dead body is found near Yerushalayim. Number three, there's no irhani dachas in Yerushalayim. Number four, there's no tumas negoyim. Number five, we can't have beams coming from the walls because if they come out, it'll increase the likelihood of tuma, tumas ayel. Number six, no garbage dumps because it creates a bad smell. Number seven, no clay ovens. Number eight, no orchards except certain types. Number nine, no chicken raising because chickens play with the garbage and they'll pull out the shwatzim and therefore be metama de carbonus. And finally, number 10, not to keep a mace overnight but bury it immediately. This is a Kabbalah without a reason. The Mar says when there was a war between the Beis HaShemayim, Horkinus was on the outside, but the Garbanas continued. 
they snuck behemoths on top of the wall. Once, they tried to put a chazer over the wall as a potential carbon, and an earthquake struck Eretz Yisrael. At that time, they made a takana that anyone who raises pigs or learns chachmas yavanes should be cursed. Chachmas yavanes is also to learn, but just to speak lashon yavanes, that's mutter. And when Amira said a lot of his family was killed because they learnt the Chachmas Yevanas. The only heter is if it's needed to communicate with the Malchus, then it's mutter. And finally, Rab Nachman says, towns which are on the border of a country can raise dogs if brought out only at night to protect the borders. In general, dogs are dangerous to have around because if a pregnant woman gets scared from the bark, she could have a miscarriage. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin Paraches HaChayvel, the Mishnah. If a person injures his friend, he is chayev to pay for five different things. Number one, nezek, the damage itself, i.e. the depreciation of the person who is now worth less because he's been damaged. Number two, tsar, which is the pain that is caused. Number three, ripoy, doctor bills. Number four, sheves, unemployment. And number five, baishas, for the embarrassment. When we speak about nezek, how much is he worth, the person worth beforehand? how much he's worth now. We evaluate both of those. And you owe the difference between what he was worth before and what he's worth now. Baishas is all based on who did the embarrassing act and who was embarrassed. If the embarrassed person was very chashev, the Baishas payment would be higher. Rashi says, Nezek, we learn from Mishpatim, Parakhaf Aleph, Pasuk Chaf Dalet. Ayin Tachas Ayin is what the Pasuk says. You pay for the value of the damage. Tsar is learned from Petza Tachas Patza. Ripuy and Chavis are learned from Perachov Tes, Pasigyot Tes, from Rak Shifta Yitain, the Rapoy Yerape. Baishas is learned from Kiseitse, Perachov He, Pasigyot Beis. If two people were arguing, the Katsaisa Eskapa, the Pasig says, you don't actually cut off her hand, but she just pays for the embarrassment. And the Gemara says, the Pasig says, Ayin Tachas Ayin. This is Mashma, an eye for an eye. If you knock out someone else's eye, we knock out your eye. Not just a payment, but rather we actually knock out the person's eye. Our answers, we have Xerah Shava from Maka Behema in Parshas Amor to Maka Adam. That just like if you damage an animal, you pay for it, so too by Maka Adam, if you damage an Adam, we don't damage you the same way by knocking out your eye, but rather you just pay the value. If a person kills, we don't give him Misa and make him pay, but we just give him one punishment. This is learned from Kidei Rishasai, Devarim Chafei, Mishum Risha Achasatai Machaivai, Biyata Machaivai, Shtei Rishais. If a giant kills a small person, or vice versa, they're considered as equals because of the Pasuk of Mishpat Achas from Baikra Chavdal. There was an axe that chewed up the hand of a child, so they assessed the value of the child as an Evid with an arm, and an Evid without an arm, and the Balhashar paid the difference. In order to act as a Shliach of Bezdin in Eretz Yisrael, you need two conditions. Number one, it must be a Dover Shliach, and number two, there must be a Chesaran Kis, a monetary loss. Dafpehe. The value of tsar is figured on the basis of how much a person would pay to have his hand cut off, if, for example, his hand was already paralyzed and useless, or how much would a person be willing to pay to have his hand cut off painlessly. And what it says, if a wound is closed and then it reopens again, the mazik must pay again for the refuah. And Rabbi Huda says the mazik must pay even for a round two of sheves as well, if need be. Rabbi Shmuel learns from the pasuk of Verapai Yerape in Shmuel Yitzchafalaf, that a doctor has the right to heal a person who is sick. The Shulchan Arach, Yeradeya, Simon, Shin Lamidvav, writes that not only does a doctor have permission to heal the sick, but it's a great mitzvah for him to do so. 
the Birkei Yosef says. On the other side, the person who is sick not only has the option of going to a doctor, he actually has a chiv to go to a doctor to try to make him better. So something worse doesn't happen to him. He also mentions that despite the fact one goes to a doctor, he should still daven to Hashem so that Hashem will help make him better. And he should keep in mind that although he's going to a doctor, the doctor is just a shliach, but rather it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's going to decide whether he gets better or not. Kamara says, if the mazik says, I can heal you since I'm a doctor, so why should you hire a new doctor? I'll do it for you. The nizik can refuse treatment from the mazik because of fear that the mazik will hurt him even further. If a man intended to embarrass a cotton, but instead he embarrasses a gadol, the gadol would receive the amount a cotton would have received. The Mishnah. Even if one embarrasses a naked person, a blind person, or one who is sleeping, he still must pay for baishas. But if a sleeping man embarrassed someone else, he's putter. If someone fell off a roof, b'shaygik, and fell on someone and embarrassed them, he's chayav on nezek, but he's putter on baishas. The rule is, baishas is only chayav if there was specific intentions to embarrass. Kavana, as we see from the Pasuk, in Devarim, Yudtes, Vishalcha yada. That tells us it has to be premeditated for there to be a chiv of baishas. And the Gemara says, Ramir says, Cheresh v'katan can have baishas paid to them, but Shaita cannot, since he's already in a state of major degradation.